0: Welcome to the podcast, Working with Children and Young People. It's hosted by me, Dr. Kay Calver. In each episode, I will be joined by a special guest to explore different career options relating to working with children and young people. We will also explore current issues facing the sector and offer top tips for achieving your desired career.
1: Hi all, my name's Sam.
0: And I'm Charlotte, and we're both studying educational psychology at the University of Bedfordshire.
1: And we've taken over the podcast. You can expect student takeover episodes from us throughout the course of this podcast.
0: We'll cover a range of topics expanding upon case conversations from a student perspective. Some of our episodes will feature special guests and possibly even other students.
1: Now let's get on with the podcast. Today's podcast will focus on employability and to help us delve into this topic, please welcome Christine.
0: Okay, so hi Christine. Thank you for joining us. Would you like to start by just introducing yourself and telling everyone a bit about what it is that you do?
2: Hi, Sam and Charlotte. Thank you ever so much for inviting me to this. Um, I'm very excited to be involved in a podcast about careers with um, children and young people. So I'm actually the employability advisor based at the same university at you, the University of Bedfordshire, who works with all the education students and the teaching students. So I've been working with students looking for careers with children and young people for a long time now. So hopefully we should be able to have a good
1: chat. Fingers crossed we'll end up with a job after that.
2: <laughs> I should say also my specialism is as a careers guidance counsellor. So that's what my master's is in and that's what my training. Is in. Hence, partly my involvement here now.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Um, so we thought we'd start off by just asking you a little bit about what your thoughts are on employability itself and what what is employability?
2: Yeah, so employability is a tricky word, and there's been lots of studies and I'm sure there's a PhD on it somewhere and you know lots of people have looked at definitions. So I found the Oxford Learner's Dictionary, which says employability is the extent to which someone has the skills knowledge, attitude, etc., which makes them suitable for paid work. And already we look at that and think, well not everybody is in paid work. And people might run their own business, they might be doing voluntary work, they might be doing all sorts of different things. They might be doing a combination of things. And and a lot of that is to do with the fact that the world of work has changed. So if you have a think um, you know, do you see your the career that you go into being the same as your parents or grandparents maybe? No, <laughs> no,
1: not in the slightest. <laughs> Nor what I want it, I don't think. Um Okay. So why is that? Oh uh, well, I think uh my parents, particularly my dad, he's I don't think he like from an educational point of view, I don't I don't think he had the best education. So I think in terms of what the jobs he's done, it's always been quite, I think his employability, let's say, was probably not as high as he'd ever liked it to have been. And mm-hmm. um, so I think that from my point of view, I'd like to have a lot more options opportunities for what I could potentially go to explore. Mm-hmm. I feel as though that his trajectory has been stifled a little bit by the lack of sort of knowledge or opportunities that he could have had at a younger age.
0: Yeah. I. Was, oh, sorry, Christine. No, I also think it's just the view of what work is has changed as well. I think it was very much you work to earn and that was basically it. But I think now um, the younger generation, they want to enjoy the work that they do. Um, and it's more, I think people realise how much time we spend at work. So <laughs> I don't think... I think people are more concerned about enjoying that time that they spend there. and It's not just to put food on the table. It was as much as you would ideally like to have a job that does that and more. Um, yeah, you do want a bit more from your career, I think, nowadays.
1: Perhaps there's just more of a desire for balance now, I think, or, 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 or perhaps um, it feels a little bit more achievable. Maybe that's way. Maybe the best better way to put it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's not now an expectation that people would work 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Um, It might be that you'd work a bit here and a bit there. You might have different jobs. Uh, My niece, for example, works three days a week in a a paid job. And then one day a week, she runs her own business um, advising companies on something related to what she did with her degree. And that's okay, isn't it? Uh, There's a lot more flexibility Mm. we're moving to some companies to a four-day working week balanced against that there are jobs where the expectation is that you'll be available on email 24 7 that you never switch off Mm. well well, they'll be looking for different things won't they i think that's the bit to feed into this that that different people will be looking for different stuff
0: so what am i looking for yeah Mm. and i guess it's Depends a lot on your own personal circumstances as well. So, I think yeah. if you're perhaps a an older, mature student, I should say, mm-hmm. and you have maybe have kids or a family, um, your sort of priorities when it comes to work will be slightly different to perhaps someone that is um, 18 or in their early 20s and perhaps have a, has a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more flexibility when it comes to what their work pattern could be and what, you know, the opportunities that they could be open to. Yes, and, and
2: that's very much where what we see as being successful often relates to uh, exactly as you say, you know, can I get to this job? Or does it pay enough money to live off? So while all these things about being successful might be true at, at the same time this is the reality is but we're told follow your dreams love your job live your best life and we shouldn't lose sight of any of that should we
1: no not at all but that's hopefully the motivation that's the aim yeah yeah
2: yeah but, but then and that's what we're discussing now and what these podcasts are great in doing what actually is the reality what actually yeah. helps you but yeah. I think what we're starting to talk about here is, is the first stage, which comes before what options are out there, it's, well, who am I? Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: What are my strengths and what are my skills and what are my abilities? Um, and also, you know, what's, what, um, what motivates me? I quite often will see people who've had, on the surface of it, a really successful career. Um and they come to me and go, I hate it. I want to move career. And often it's because what they're doing doesn't motivate them. So yeah. so it's it of a lot of my job is helping people find that out. So how can they find out what my skills are, what motivates me? Um and I think Charlotte, you and I looked a bit at that, didn't
0: we? Yeah, we did. I am um, yeah, I think it was my first or second sort of chat with you around um my potential career and i think you asked me to do a couple of personality tests and at first i thought oh that's a bit strange
1: was it the um, 16 personality? i
0: think that was one of them yeah. and i think the red bull one um and i thought okay oh well, i'll give it a go um she obviously knows what she's talking about <laughs> um and i did and it's interesting because it gives you job suggestions based off of your own personality and it also covers um sort of the strength and weaknesses of your personality type and I personally found that really insightful and it gave me a lot of job suggestions that I had never considered and um, it gave me a lot of yeah food for thought of what I would potentially like to do after I graduate.
1: We've discussed this before and I think that there's like a sort of prior understanding of like your basic route you can go into as uh, an education based student yeah but i'm just wondering where it is that you may or may not go but i don't think you're fully aware of how many jobs are actually available to you oh. um and and what what how, how you get there what it takes to potentially put yourself in a position where you might be that mm-hmm.
0: actually another resource that you um told me about as well was the i think the prospects website yes, that's, that's, and that's, you can. Like, yes which we can also yeah pop into the bio but I am you just typing your degree and it comes up with all the different jobs that you can do that are relevant to your degree and there were loads on there that I've never heard of but I liked the sound of so it was I think for students that are doing their degree are still unsure about what's out there and maybe they're doing education but they're not sure about being a teacher that Oh, it's brilliant because it gives you a lot more options than just teaching or working within a school. It just open, it just broadens, yeah, what you could potentially do.
1: I think it's important to know that the availability is something like that quite early on in the university process, said, well, knowing that that's available to you, almost does help. Should you, sorry, shift your trajectory in, in a certain direction, if like if you come into the you know, about your course thinking well, I want to be a teacher. You, you tend to approach the course from that angle. If you know how much it's actually available to you beyond that, the way in which you appreciate and go about learning on that course It will be so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having an understanding of that right from the get-go and being aware of the fact that there's resources like out there, yeah, it's really important.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think that would be one of my t- tips to start this early because so often people come to see me in the final year when already they're overwhelmed with the dissertation and everything else or even when they've graduated and kind of you know had thought well I'd know what I want to do now and are, and are like well I don't know what to do now Can I figure, figure it out yeah. so the sooner we start and it's even shifting it one step further than that isn't it we've, we've talked about the fact that this is this is a mind shift that's we're not necessarily going to go into a job like possibly our parents or grandparents did where we step onto a career ladder. Mm -hmm. In many ways, the world of work has completely changed. Jobs are appearing, disappearing. Um, A couple of ladies I know have called it a squiggly career, which I love, is a brilliant way to look at it because it's flexible to be around who we are, our needs, the job market. Different time, and so I think once we begin to see a career or, or you know, the world of work or the world of what
0: we do in those terms, we view it quite differently, don't we? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I think it's a nicer way to view it because obviously your circumstances throughout your life are going to change. So it's nice to know that once you, you know, your first job out of uni isn't going to be your only job, like you can. I feel like there's not as much pressure to get it right almost. And you can have those experiences and decide as you go. It's not, a okay, you've graduated now, so you need to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. It's nice that there's a bit more flexibility to move around and um, just find a right fit for you.
1: Like we've discussed already, like knowing your situation and knowing what you want and knowing what drives you makes that process that much easier.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, as you said, Charlotte, it it actually can be quite hard to know that. You know? Yeah. I don't want to be really arrogant and go, "Well, I'm amazingly good at this. You know what well, I'm I might not be. So that's where those skills audits. for all that they look ridiculously simple, like a quiz you do in a magazine or something, they're actually quite sophisticated. So yes, I would recommend, and they're all free, 16 personalities, which, yeah. That's what it says on the tin, looks at our personality. Um, prospects.ac.uk, which is everything at graduate level. And we're addressing university students here. Yeah. So so that's where it's good to know, well, actually, what does the universe? what does a degree level career yeah. look like? Yeah. And then the Red Bull one is also free. Just Google Red Bull. It's called Wing Finder. Um and and the the so, yeah, the prospects dot remember AC yeah. different careers you, different jobs you like based wrong. on your answers. The only thing is it's they logical. So if you, for example, say you love helping people, it might suggest you'd enjoy working as a funeral mortician.
1: Um, or oh, dog working. Exactly,
2: because <laughs> you, you know, if you like lots of exercise, yeah, it might suggest dog walking. So so just although that's level normally. Um but, <laughs> I think um it, it yeah and I deliberately suggest people do them from different perspectives mm-hmm. so that you can combine, combine a much more 360 view yeah, mm-hmm. of who am I. Yeah. And that you can't beat and again this would be one of my top tips having a good set of people around you who you can chat this kind of thing through with. Yeah. The more this becomes a normal part of our, like in lockdowns, we learned talking about our mental health can actually be a normal bit of conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then, and then, well, for a lot of people anyway, but then careers and and what am I doing with my life and where am I going? What do I do for a job? Or how do I earn my money? Becomes a much more normal thing to talk about.
1: People have shied away from that. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's almost seems quite personal or individual or sometimes you seem afraid to kind of like commit to where you might yeah. take it. Um bring people into that with you sometimes is a little bit challenging. But
0: Yeah. I also think like traditionally it's almost viewed as rude to ask people about stuff like how much they earn. Or I think if people are maybe do particularly well and really enjoying their job they don't want to sort of brag or show off Mm but it's actually those kinds of conversations are beneficial because you it's just interesting to learn about what someone else does and learn about the different things that are out there because without those conversations students might just think oh there's only two pathways with my degree but that's that's not true at all there's hundreds of pathways and it's through those conversations that you'll find out this information
1: but we're talking about experience and things like that that's part of the experience you know the more like networking you know the more people that you can reach out to and discuss anything with the more you're aware of what you you do and don't like the more you get to know yourself i think me I mean charlotte can both sort of testify from a student perspective you know surrounding yourself with the right people and being engaging and and it doesn't even necessarily have to have a passion for it but just putting yourself like in the vicinity and having those conversations and trying to open up to people it really starts to help you build those connections and frame what you might do in the future where you might Mm -hmm. take that
0: yeah i think it opens you up to opportunities as well i think we found by having these sorts of conversations with our lecturers i mean that's why we're doing this podcast off the back of speaking with kay about um not really knowing what careers are out there and and how to find out about this as kind of how this yeah. was formed. So, and also we've had a couple of other opportunities that if we perhaps didn't strike up those conversations or engage in, you know, try forming those relationships, I don't think that we would have had those opportunities. So it is important to put yourself out there, I think, even if you are shy, really? it is, um there's a lot of benefits from that. And um, yeah, That's- yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And it, and it is, it, people
2: love talking about their jobs, don't they? You know, in some cultures, talking about what you earn is is one of the first questions and is perfectly normal. I think, it, you know, in many ways, it's us British who don't like talking
1: about it. Yeah.
2: So we've got this whole bit around who am I? And then we've got that the other bit around what jobs are out um and and yeah chat to people listen to podcasts do this kind of thing it's fantastic have a go at stuff as you said you mm-hmm. know just try lots of different things out and uh I, um you know we might not like them all straight
0: away
1: That's
2: yeah okay, isn't it? they might not suit us That's perfectly yeah. Fine. Yeah, Um, and then we build we start to build up a picture of well what am i actually looking for you know do I am I in the right network for that? Do I have the confidence to do it? And all of us find at times that our confidence will disappear, disappear a bit, yeah. um, and and so that's again where that network can help us. I don't know whether you found that at all.
1: Oh yeah, having people that you can rely upon um, in any sense, whether it's family, friends, veterans employability team—you know—having people that you can come and see with these you know, not even worries but just conversations you know it, it builds that confidence yeah. it builds that sense of support and it kind of um it, it confirms that you're you're going in the right direction um or if you're not how to get back on track yeah. um i think coming at an angle where there's like no judgment and it's just sort of that open dialogue it just sort of aids where you may end up it, it like you said builds that confidence it builds these skills
2: yeah 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 and it, it follows on from university all being all about learning developing ourselves changing person. Yeah. um I, I don't know what you feel but in a lot of universities this is built into the curriculum from career from from year one
0: yeah oh the um employability aspect. Oh,
1: okay. i feel as though that would be beneficial if, if it took kind of a, a more prominent stance
0: yeah i mean i the way i found out about our careers services i think during induction you did a a talk about what the career is and what it offers and i think just off the back of that i wanted to talk to you because i was still even though it was year one it was a week one i was Mm -hmm. still wanting to have an idea of what i was working towards but i don't know if everyone feels like that in year one I think it is something I think you've mentioned that people tend to think I'll worry about that later I just want to focus on my studies but um yeah I don't know if it was like Sam said maybe a more prominent um area or topic within the curriculum that just people would start thinking about that earlier and they could start putting things in place before they feel like oh my goodness it's too late graduated i have i need to do this 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 to get the job i want and i haven't even started it's almost that you're going to panic mode where you could be slowly building those blocks throughout your studies i
1: think it would be beneficial if there was a way that this could be woven into the curriculum or or to your university life in some capacity um i appreciate you know students take out a lot as it is but knowing it's there makes it easier to deal with rather than potentially having to go about it all yourself i think your a university life is about developing agency and you know independence and ownership and you know developing that as an individual is really hard and doing everything else that comes with university experience is really hard if you didn't think the onus is on you then perhaps reach out and learn all this other aspect of what my future life could look like whilst my current life is all actually also quite challenging it can seem a lot of pressure mm-hmm. i think if there was a way in which it could be incorporated into a you know fortnightly monthly week whatever it may be mm-hmm. where a student can get a taste where that relationship is is there whether it's before university or at mm-hmm. university i think that would the building blocks for your future just knowing how how to sort of set the foundations mm-hmm. would be really helpful
2: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, yeah and so I think one of the takeaways from that is you know go find your university career service go and chat mm-hmm. to people chat to people around you um and and the fact that we're not alone are we you know lots of people are trying to figure out what they're doing and that's okay in many ways that's a lifelong process isn't it jobs may appear or disappear um but don't put it off have a go at it soon
1: getting comfortable with that fact as well that it is a lifelong process i think there's a this can be an intense amount of pressure to feel like you know you you you've you've got everything sorted or you know that you're in the right place or you know yeah. that element of comparison appears and in people like just you know that you know everyone is on their own individual sort of you know journey and then you do have a level of control in them. i think you know to, to learn that exercise that and be comfortable with the fact that you know you you will get there and where you get will be up to you yeah. you know i think that's just, yeah. okay yeah
0: yeah and i also think from personal experience it's i did think coming to you would give me a bit more clarity on what I wanted to do career-wise, but I also was a bit worried that it would make me, it put the pressure on, but I think it was okay. definitely opposite. It almost Fuck gave me... You. <laughs> <laughs> You're <make> job. <laughs> I <laughs> think it <laughs> almost gave me a little idea and stepping stones in my own head of what I can do in the next three years to make that um, job hunting process and... Um, just a little bit smoother for myself and um, perhaps not take as long because I think if you have to do certain things while you're looking for jobs it just adds to it but if you've already got a little bit of that extra experience you might need or if you've done this um, project and that's giving you a bit more experience that makes you suitable for that job it's all those little things add up and it's um, just knowing about what those things are and what you could be doing helps you it doesn't add pressure on it's not overly time consuming but it just gives you an idea of what you could do what fits within your schedule and circumstances to make you that little bit more employable, employable when you leave
1: christine could you give us like a kind of a basic sort of rundown perhaps of what it is that makes uh, an individual more employable uh, particularly when working with children and young people
2: yeah sure so we talked about um finding out well who am i and what strengths and skills do i have and um and the different things that impact that, um, what motivates us, for example. We talked about finding out about what jobs are out there, and this podcast is brilliant for that. Um, and then we talked about, you know, what well, we begin to get an idea of, well, what am I looking for? You know, do I have the network? Do I, how can I develop the confidence in that? And a, a point to talk about on that is that jobs are appearing and disappearing all the time. So we talked about this being a lifelong process. I worked with somebody a few years ago who had heard about a brand new job called an education mental health practitioner. Um, and because, you know, she, her and i had been chatting, we developed uh, an understanding of what her skills were. She looked at the job description and went, that wasn't arrogant, that was to do with, this is a new job and I've got the skills for that. Yeah which is great because our, our, our life will change as we go through, won't it? So this isn't, a, you know, one decision that we, as you were saying, that we step onto a ladder that we climb up when we leave university. Um, mm-hmm. But the other aspect I think that we haven't touched on that comes into all of this is, is the actual practical nuts and bolts. What does a graduate CV look like?
1: Great.
2: How do I ace that interview? What's the graduate interview look like? Um, mm-hmm. you know, how do I complete a really good application form? And all of those things are things that we can look at later in this podcast if we want to. Your career service will help you with, you know, there's masses of resources out there. But it's kind of those four things together, isn't it? That will yeah. that will help us. Yeah. Mm-hmm help us navigate it, I suppose, and also just help us to make the best of the opportunities we have because this all stuff out, we can go.
0: Yeah, I think for myself personally, when I've looked at potential jobs I'd like to do, um, it seems that they're not only looking for a degree, a relevant degree, um, but they also would like you to have some sort of experience working with children or young people already. Um, whether that is in a volunteer setting or not. So that's um, I think particularly important for this area of work. They want you to they want to know that you are quite comfortable in that setting and that you um, have experience being around young people and children that you you know that's um, a strength of yours. but also at the same time, I think that can be an issue or a, something that students find difficult to gain if they haven't yet got the degree it's one of those and also find the time to get that experience
1: yeah. that was a big factor for uh, me and charlotte and so sort of when we when we initially started the podcast when we were having our initial conversations with christine we were both discussing essential units moving forwards that require work experience knowing that we currently have you no know, part-time jobs and have to manage rent and you know sort of basic households or you know, bills things like that so knowing that yeah, how important it is work experience or volunteering all these other factors um but trying to juggle that with you know your everyday life isn't isn't necessarily very easy um so i mean any any tips you may have on that would be very beneficial Sure.
2: Again, it's easy to feel overwhelmed by it all isn't it and it's great that it's built into your course Lovely. um i think one of the things like volunteering we think I have to volunteer for a day a week for the next two years or something. Well, mm-hmm. it's not always like that. It could be their organisations, if I think locally, there's Autism Bedfordshire that often do will do a day project and help with that. We'll just help with a, a six-week summer programme. So you can mm-hmm. go and help with that. You know, often there are things that we can just try out. Um, one thing that we might come back to is looking at micro-credentials and things like where... You do a short course, or just do an afternoon's volunteering, or where you do uh, as a part of your course one day a week with something, and then you. The point of it all is that you build up, as you were saying, the skills and the experience, and just try it out, find out whether we like it or not.
1: And then I suppose how you then frame all that when it comes to you know, your CV or the piece of paper that kind of so gets you through the door.
2: Yeah, 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 and it's developing the vocabulary to be able to speak, if you like, the recruiter's language mm-hmm. so that in terms of thinking, well, I can chat to anyone. I have strong communication
1: skills. So yeah.
2: it's, it's just shifting it around, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's in a, a format that employers and recruiters understand because often we have it... Um, It might be that we learned that skill somewhere else. It might be that in working in a pub, we learned how Mm -hmm. to deal with difficult customers. Therefore, when we come to work in a a school or an education setting or work with ex-offenders or something like that, we've already learned the skills of dealing with somebody Mm -hmm. who might potentially have various issues of anger or frustration or um, difficulties in communication. We've already learned
0: to manage that situation so I guess part of that is reflecting on what you've learned from the work experience you've already had whether that job is relevant directly relevant to what you want to do you've probably surprisingly learned quite a lot of skills that will help you with what you are going to eventually do anyway mm-hmm. yeah exactly that yeah yeah
2: and again it's this continuous cycle of well what's it where where am I now mm-hmm. what what skills do I have where would I like to be what do I need to develop and and that's not overwhelming or onerous it's just a normal pattern of developing ourselves as we go along
0: yeah
1: so just developing that sense of agency then and understanding you know like we I think we just sort of mentioned it but like just being in control you know knowing that Well, albeit when it doesn't necessarily seem like that, you know, the tools are there at your disposal and you need to access them and and then how you best use them. Um,
0: And I guess that starts with speaking to your careers team and then also lecturers are quite insightful with this stuff. um, So it's just, yeah, having those conversations like you said earlier is super important to figuring out what you'd like to do.
2: Yeah, so come along and, and chat to your careers team look on the websites there's often loads of info i know on ours there's masses of tools mm-hmm. and things we've got lots of new we've got something called best career builder which can help that has got masses of resources and tools within it mm-hmm. we've got something called shape which is used at a lot of universities where you can mm-hmm. link to employers um you can start to evaluate your linkedin profile there's masses of things that you can just break it down a bit at a time so it's not. Mm-hmm overwhelming um and that develops our confidence develops Mm -hmm. yeah so we then to feel a bit bit better about where we're going
1: you you say mention resilience is a big part of it um i think sometimes there's a apprehension about applying for a job because of that fear of rejection and that and and not being able to necessarily kind of maintain or manage that confidence as a result yeah
2: yeah and yet we can grow, can't we? And I guess if you reflect back to what how you felt in yourself when you started university. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a big, big, big difference. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. I think, um, yeah, there's definitely, I don't think it's, emphasized enough how much is going to you're going to grow and develop as a as an individual but also you're going to be put out of your comfort zone and at first it's scary but then you realize that process is really helpful and in developing yourself and realizing what you know you would like to do so that it's a really vital part of it but um yeah it's it's mad to reflect on where we were last year and where we where we are now
1: i think we've enjoyed the process though i think you know you think about your own development i think being open to it and and sort of rolling with the punches and, and seeing what comes your way and and am like not discussed like developing a good network is is really important i know when i first came to university i, I had the potential to be kind of like lazy or lax and i, I mean how, being self-aware and knowing that was obviously you know helpful but but knowing that, I surrounded myself or put myself amongst environments and people that I thought would push me, mm-hmm. wouldn't allow me the opportunity to kind of rest on my laurels and mm-hmm. and would allow me to move forward. And as a result, my first year went really well. Um, I've been stuck with Charlotte as a result, but otherwise, <laughs> I've always, um, you know, we're we're a lot more promise knowing that people like this around me mm-hmm. will help me build a better future.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree with that. I think it's a very important part of university surrounding yourself not only your friendship group but also building those relationships with your lecturers and just it's it's very different to school in university because everyone's adults here so it is that the relationship you had perhaps with your teaching school and the relationship you have with your lecturers at university is very different and you do it's a bit more personable and it is adults talking to adults and it's um yeah and it those are so important for sort of keeping yourself in check and yeah. just making sure that you you kind of are um yeah live up to your potential I guess yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah and and you you very much have got, you've got a lot of successes and it's recognizing those knowing yeah. how to communicate that to an employer, knowing how to build on those and where those will fit in the workplace mm-hmm. yeah that's true. a lot of, Yeah, yeah. you talked about the work experience as well, Um, when we were chatting earlier, we talked about the fact that if if an employer was looking to recruit somebody, Uh 50 people apply and could only interview seven or something, Um, and one of those seven interviews is is that nice student who's been volunteering with them one day a week, who they know gets on with the children, um, is honest. Is reliable, gets on with the rest of the team. They're all things that you can't, that are hard to measure, aren't they? Hard for an employer well, to measure. Yeah. So if you're the recruiter, they're things that are the soft skills that are really important. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. much they want to recruit for. Therefore, that helps us be more employable, very mm-hmm. much so.
0: Yeah. So it is that. Obviously, you can have all these different things on your CV, but it is that that's when networking comes into play and it's such an important part of it is that building rapport with employers or making it also making a good name for yourself and people knowing of you and knowing that you are. um, Yeah, you've got all these different skills and you've got all these like good qualities that they're looking for in someone.
1: Also, just understand that you know, you might have every single transferable skill possible you might have all of this criteria that they they hope for you to meet, but someone else may do and if if someone else does that's okay you know if you don't get that position perhaps it wasn't right for you you know there's there is there is a lot of competition out there and i think Mm -hmm. understanding that you know that is the case maybe takes the pressure off slightly i think it's maybe if you work in a way where competing does get the best out of yourself perfect but at the same time you know there there will be a job available for you even if it's necessary that that first one that you apply for the second one i think knowing that and knowing that the stuff to be taken from those experiences will only help push you on you know for what will eventually be you know your yeah. your role and and you know get that job satisfaction hopefully in the future
0: and i guess the more interviews you do the better you'll be at them anyway so it's Makes sense. viewing that from a positive um a positive light like just thinking okay I may not have got the job but it was another interview I got to practice you know how how I'm going to show up in these interviews and and potentially reflect on how you could have done better as well so it's not all bad and it's hard I guess to not get disheartened by the rejection but it is also looking at them as Sam said like learning experiences yeah very
2: wise very mature they're off no it's true uh, because it takes a uh, you know, a good deal of maturity to be able to just step back from it and think, you know what, that wasn't the right job for me. And well, often recruiters have got a very tight list of what they're looking for. And if you don't, if we don't get the job, it's very often because they can see that it wouldn't necessarily be the right job for us. It, mm-hmm. I was working with somebody last week who went for an interview and she chatted to me afterwards. She said it was terrible. It, said, <laughs> it just was awful. They rang literally rang her the next day and said, "Oh, you've got the job." And she missed <laughs> because there was something in what she did that that was right.
1: Yeah, but yeah. An employer will sometimes see something in you that you don't see in yourself. So, yeah. no, don't don't discredit yourself, or you'll be, be even even just. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Only, I don't know if Christine, you want to kind of, off the back of that, run through like your sort of top tips when it comes to being employable and, I guess, being sort of interview-ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so in terms
2: of being employable, there were those four things. Who am I? What jobs are out there? What am I looking for and how can I get there? Those are the kind of... But we talked about, you know, you're not alone. Reflect as you go along. Um, Take ownership of our own career in a good way. You know, this, it's fantastic that we can do that. And there are people making decisions, like you say, from a lifestyle perspective and a work-life balance all over the place who are going, I won't work four days. What job can help me do that? I want to, I want to do lots of different things. Now. How can I do that? But, um, and then there's the whole believe on yourself, take confidence, um, learn how to develop resilience and and successes and this network, this concept of building a really strong network around us which is yeah. supportive and helpful and where we can just chat about who we are and where we're going.
0: Yeah. Loads of things there. Yeah.
1: I should we're sure. the meeting shortly. Well <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: it was lovely to meet you both. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Christine. It's been great.
1: It's been really insightful. Thank you. Bye-bye.